Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men line. But today we have a special episode where we're covering an event in honor of the upcoming Avengers versus Humans versus versus X-Men in Judgment Day. We are doing the last X-Men versus event. Well, actually, not really, but the Avengers versus X-Men. That's right. Which is one of the versus events because they also fought the Inhumans in That's a right. much better story, actually. Yeah. That one I have a better memory of, and it was a good story. But uh, for now, we're talking about a story that isn't as good. Um, yeah. Avengers versus X-Men. I'm your host, Nick. I'm always joined by... That was a, that was a long road we just took. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long journey. Uh, at the end of that road is, is your friend, Josh. <laughs> I'm here. We're, we are. We are not talking about the latest or the greatest in the X-Men line this week. No, no, no. we are not. You know, I did have a moment where I'm like, I didn't say who we were yet. <laughs> you just you were like, oh, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit. I'm just going to patiently wait. <laughs> <laughs> I won't speak until I'm spoken to. <laughs> so, like I said, we're talking about Avengers vs. X-Men. This came out in, I want to say, 2010. I could be wrong about that. 2012. 2012. Okay. So when this came out, this is probably the peak at the time of my collecting for X-Men comics. Like as much as you're a 80s, 90s guy, like anything post House of M and it's X-Men, I was reading. Oh, dope. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, I was 0% reading this right at this point. <laughs> and, well, it was one of my favorite eras in X-Men because, you know, there's only 200 mutants left. Yeah. They're struggling. You know, there's literally an event called Endangered Species about beasts trying to figure it the fuck out and how to save yeah. everyone. Like, so much has happened in the X-Men world that this was supposed to be the combination of it. So keep that in mind with my disappointment. So a little bit of a, a history lesson before we get to the main event. Before this, we had Avengers Disassembled, which is when Wanda kind of betrayed everyone when she went crazy and killed some people and hurt Vision and all that good stuff. Then House of M started. She brought some people back, but also said no more mutants, the classic line. Classic. And And you know what happened? No mass mutants. Yep. Only 200-ish left. After that incident... The purifiers blew up a bus full of mutant kids. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, the purifier. There was a whole uh before an event called Messiah Complex. Oh shit. Okay. Or it was during. I can't remember right now. Either I, during or right before. I read that storyline a very, very long time ago. I don't really remember anything about it. I remember it being good, but the art was annoying to me personally. I do remember bad art. That <laughs> like the so it honestly <clears throat> if i can't if i can be serious here I, I read that book during a non-comics reading part of my life and i'm like mm-hmm. let me see what my babies are up to so i i picked it up from the library you can check out graphic novels from your local library Absolutely. and um and i and i read it and i was like i don't understand a goddamn thing that's happening yeah context is very important and, in that book. and i kind of and it kind of like put a bad taste in my mouth for it i think um, so after Messiah Complex, you know, mutants are trying their best. And also, this is my favorite time for Cyclops. Like, I feel like he became the best leader in this time period. I, from what I've read of this time period, I 1000% agree with you. This yeah. is one of my favorite versions of Cyclops, followed closely by Chris Claremont's like peak Cyclops, you know? 
No, no, I agree because it's it's him with Emma, and I've always said I've always been more of him and Emma than him and Gene because Emma made him stronger. Always made him alive at one point too. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. If if there's anything we can that can be said about this podcast is that the um, we believe in in Scott and Emma way yep. more than uh, Scott and Gene. That's and I and I'm a and I'm a Gene Gray fanatic. I also love Emma Frost. Don't get me wrong. But I am Jean Grey through and through. So now after Messiah Complex, we had um, we had Second Coming, which was when Hope, Hope kind of came to the main timeline. Yes. After Cable has been raising her since Messiah Complex. So when Hope came back, they fought Bastion and all like the Sentinels and Purifiers. That's where yeah. Nightcrawler died in that event. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. He died saving Hope. And I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. So then. I mean, let that sink in, everybody. Nightcrawler died saving the concept of Hope. You know, yeah. like what a giver. <clears throat> so then. We had the five lights, which is one I, you might not know about this. This is the characters you see that tried to stop hope in the beginning. The the woman who's all blue skin. Yeah. There's a dude with like messed up morph body. Um, the girl who can control fire and ice on both her hands, a black girl with afro. Okay. Like these are the first mutants that were awoken when hope showed up. Ah, okay. This sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, they actually had a pretty decent book called Generation Hope for a while, because they're the only mutants. They're the only newborn mutants. And I do, I do remember that title being out, but I never read it. Yeah, it was, it was good, and it was about kids who had the responsibility of being the next generation. When like there's no one else, and how do you handle that? Are they are they a blip or are they the continuation? That kind of question. It was good. And then right before this, there were two big moments. There were Schism and um, I believe Avengers Execution or Execution Avengers. I forgot. I don't remember. So Schism was basically about how Cyclops believed things are going to get worse before they get better. And these kids and our friends need to be ready for that. And Wolverine, of all people, said, these kids don't need to learn how to fight. They need to learn the way Professor Xavier wanted them to learn. And Cyclops kind of said, dude, be a realist. Like, look how things are. They found Utopia, the island they call Utopia, which is basically a big-ass building for a few hundred mutants to live on yeah. on a private island near California, which raised its own problems and good storytelling and good stories by Matt Fraction. This was during his run of yeah. the main title. And Basically, Wolverine took a bunch of the mutants and said, we're going back to the school. We're going to reopen it, call it the Jean Grey School of Higher Learning, because I miss my girlfriend, as he put it, and left Cyclops. So, like, there were literally two uh, X-Men books, the main X-Men book, Uncanny X-Men, I believe, um, went away for a little bit. And then they had Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah. And then the main X-Men book, I forgot. I feel like they call it something else, but it wasn't Uncanny anymore. Was so I remember getting what was called the final Uncanny issue. Yeah. You know, final for two years. Yeah. Was it just X-Men? It might have been just X-Men. Or X-Men Red or something? No, that was after. That was after, yeah. So we have two different books. And then finally we had, again, don't remember the exact name because we're professionals, uh, Execution Avengers, which is where a more robotic cable 
came this... to the present and tried to kill the Avengers. Yeah, this one I don't know. I don't think I know this story at all. You know the version of Cable you've seen where he's a little more of his face is covered and like he kind of has like a beige vest on. Yeah. Uh-huh. That it's that's it's from that story. Okay. Yeah. So in that story, he tried to kill a bunch of the Avengers. And mutants and Avengers had to stop him from doing it. And when they knocked him out, he basically warned the mutants, like, they're going to try and take you out because of hope. Mm. So that made Cyclops a little more paranoid because, you know, his son just told him they're going to try and take away what we consider our savior, you know, which is a big plot point in the beginning of this. So that leads us to Avengers vs. X-Men. Yes, it does. And very again, because- that was a very good recap. I, I, just, I hope the listeners at home appreciated that. It Thank was you. a good recap. So, you know, it's only like recapping 10 years. of. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you have to appreciate that that was like a decade's worth of X-Men knowledge right there. That's very oh, good. Yeah. Man. Thank you. Tons more in there. But um, that was definitely the main points. So when we start this story, we're starting on issue zero. I did realize when I got the trade that there's a point zero by Jeff Loeb, you know, because we need more different writers. Um, so before we get in this book, right off the bat, when I first read this story, I was really confused because I felt like the tone of the story kept shifting. I just couldn't really figure out why. And this is before I got too into like who's the artist and who's oh, the true. writer. Okay. So eventually when I realized every other issue is written by someone different so real quick let's go over it today is part one because we're only going up to issue six so we're gonna go with that zero issue bendez issue one bendez issue two jason aaron issue three ed brubaker issue four hickman issue five matt fraction issue six hickman that's insane that's the dumbest fucking idea that literally means the editor couldn't figure out who had the best story idea and said, why don't you all just figure it out together? These are five really good. If Great. Not they're bare. If not, if you don't like them, you can at least admit they're competent writers. Yeah. I think what I texted you was these are all good to great writers. Yeah. But if you make them all give their own viewpoint of this issue in a story that needs a lot of nuance and room to breathe you just get a mishmash of bullshit and if like again i was not heavy into shit at this time but if i recall correctly this was also pitched as a no this is going to be an action book this is going to be the fighting book like they will fight this isn't like you know what i mean so like i feel like there was this mandate to make it just like boom they're fighting each other now yes on top of that so part of the benefit of reading back then not only did i get this main book i got most of the tie-ins most of the tie-ins were in books i'm already reading like uncanny x-men stuff like that yeah but then they also had these side tie-ins that were literally just versus books so like you'll if you saw a fight happen in this book there was a whole versus book that goes with it yeah what kind of whole book book, what would you say kind of book a versus versus book oh versus book yeah Jesus. so like you'll get a whole book of just you know let's say cyclops fighting cap but it's just purely an action book to the point where i got annoyed like i'm not gonna buy these like i get the point from the main book i'm reading but That's you got so, more of it 
this was insane this was a stupid fucking concept and in like they learned nothing from onslaught like this sounds exactly like the <laughs> nonsense nonsense they pulled in like the late 90s when they let just cool art dictate everything yes. and story meant nothing and they well, were just everything... like but they were just like they were just like we have to produce as much as possible because we got yeah. everyone's buying everyone's buying so like they just fucking saturated themselves with nonsense it's the also part of it's the event fatigue because like this was the era of like every summer we need a winter and a summer event that's don't fucking, fucking care what it is that's fucking crazy and because and i still i've gone back and read the original civil war i think it holds up very well even though i think the movie actually did it better i think the actual comic civil war does work but what they didn't realize is you can't always manufacture a reason for superheroes to fight each other yeah it's kind of hard because they're heroes yeah and a misunderstanding can only go so far yeah with people who for the last 70 plus years have been friendly with each other you know when there's a misunderstanding naturally you would just talk first because you guys are friends yeah not try to kill each other (laughs) well let's even break it down to uh any of our wrestling fans here in pro wrestling when you have two good guys in a feud and the audience doesn't know who to root for it, it becomes weird it sucks yeah. the storyline becomes weird and at some point and in, in pro wrestling one of the two in the match has to play the bad guy eventually so the crowd knows what to feel in this book eventually they pick a bad guy even though it doesn't make any fucking sense yeah 100 so, let's and, start off i with will you. say of that, of, of the fact that they've all been friends, why would they fucking just be fighting each other? This is the two pairings, though, that it would make sense that a misunderstanding led to a very bad fight. Because, the like you said, the X-Men are now feeling cornered as a species. Yeah. And the Avengers basically represent human police. You know what I mean? So, like... Well, one of the many problems in the story, anytime a character even attempts to address the actual uh, address the actual issues in the story, they'll just stop and start fighting. Yeah. And well, like in the first issue, when uh, Cyclops says, like, when we were almost extinct, where were the Avengers? You know what? That's a fair question. Boom. Let's have a debate so we can have a reason to have the fight. Instead, they just go to the fight. And I think that, that's involved with having so many different writers. If I'm a writer writing this issue... I can't guarantee my writing partner is going to get to this point. So at the very least, if I'm only writing this one issue, I'm not writing again until three issues from now, I'm going to get my point across in some fashion. But then if you have everyone doing that, no point gets across. It's muddied. This thing is muddied. Yeah. So let's start appropriately. Issue zero, we have Wanda fighting MODOK in the middle of the street. And some of the Avengers... Uh, see her fighting going oh my god you're back wanda you're fighting bad guys you should definitely come back to the avengers mansion dude don't even worry about it they're not even angry anymore like the mutants totally blown over the mutants love that you fucking made them an endangered species they love it the avengers love the fact that you made she hulk go crazy and fight her own friends and then murdered and then resurrected hawkeye and then used your husband's body as a weapon to make more ultron robots and kill everyone they do not hold a grudge no so, right we off the bat them. you have miss marvel at the time not captain marvel yet 
the original Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel, and Spider Woman being like, girl, it's all good. Um, it's not all good. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Narrator voice, it's not all good. It's the Ron Howard Arrested yeah. Development. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not. Um, because immediately Vision's like, what the fuck do you want here? You he are not welcome. He won't even let her open the door. He like phases through the door to be like, don't even fucking bother knocking. And I love that the other characters are like, oh, maybe Viz being a little hard. And it's like, motherfucker, that's her husband. And you know what? He gets say. I and, think and, <laughs> and then the android cries. Yeah. He's so hurt by what he did, what he needed to do, that he sheds artificial tears. Um, so we have Miss Marvel carrying away a crying Wanda and a crying <laughs> vision walking away. Yeah, it makes her look real fucking weak. Um <laughs> And then a crying vision walking away while Wolverine's like, whatever, his call, you know. Because if we want to get into character inconsistencies in one story, its name is Wolverine. Jesus fucking Christ. This book is so bad. It's fucking, it, it, it has no idea what it wants to accomplish. It has yes. no idea what it wants to accomplish. So then we cut to Cyclops and Hope talking outside Utopia while Hope is about to leave and go off on one of her kind of like vigilante missions just to kind of get a feel of herself and her powers. If you don't know, Hope's power is copying other powers. Is it copying other powers? I always thought it was copying other mutants' abilities. Is it any power at all? Oh, that's a good question. It's, it's an important question because this book, makes it seem like it's any power at all because spoiler she starts using a dragon's fucking powers so like yeah that's because in this part in in the zero issue they make a point where she asked the guy in the serpent society you're a mutant right and then he says yeah and then she gets buff yeah that's right so how did like what so okay and the phoenix isn't a mutant it's a cosmic energy true i that one i will cut some slack because we're gonna jump ahead here and say you know the phoenix was was coming for hope so i I would get that she would have some kind of connection but like she uses a dragon's powers she uses scarlet witch's powers at a time when she's not a mutant well no no no. at this time she's still considered a mutant she is okay yes Um, but she uses the uh fucking iron fist power at some point like or something too like she uses other powers other than mutants in this later in this book and every time i was like what the actual fuck (laughs) what is like you can't you're just shortcutting your way out of this shit oh yeah Yeah. you establish rules in the beginning we establish in this book or book one or whatever like you said where she's like oh because you're a mutant i can do this like it's it's fucking stupid (laughs) this book is stupid i'm just gonna keep coming back to that this story is stupid so basically hope is saying i want to know the truth what's the shit about phoenix like i'm not a child anymore tell me the truth cyclops kind of beating the around the bush a little bit she shoots a laser beam at him to tell him to fuck off basically <laughs> she goes to stop a bank robbery and as we mentioned she's stopping an attack from the serpent society she beats them you know cracks a few noses breaks a few bones and then gene and cyclops come to get her out of there they acknowledge that she's going a little too far 
and she didn't have to go that far while she's kind of being a little more introspective and being like i feel something's coming i just don't fully understand what it is and we see the phoenix entering the galaxy about to do her thing (sighs) exactly issue one we're on a far off planet where a father and son are looking off in the distance i guess sad because they know the phoenix is coming and it fucking kills them all it wipes out the whole planet that's what the phoenix does it wipes out places then we as bad as and inconsistent as the story is the art is pretty consistently good though oh john romita jr like his art style is not for everyone, but if it is, it always is on point. John Romita Jr. and also doesn't like um, Copiel or uh, is it Olivier or Oliver or whatever his yeah, name yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, No, his art's always really good too. Um, so we have the Avengers getting ready to go on their ship, and then um, what they think is a comet crashes into Earth, destroying a lot of shit, <laughs> like a plane, a building. And eventually they realize it's Nova with a warning that the Phoenix is coming. And anyone who doesn't, who wasn't reading Avengers at this time, if you're a little confused by this current uh, group of Avengers, um, I think most of them, everyone knows, I'd say. I, yeah. You might not, you might not know the guy in the white suit talking to Miss Marvel. He's basically like, like the original Captain Marvel, he's a Cree hybrid. Oh, what's his name? Uh, it might be Novar. I could be wrong. Hmm. No, that doesn't sound familiar. Okay, I appreciate his the superhero content. name. He's going by is the Protector. Oh, I think he had, I've... A, he had a weird Cree name, but I forgot it. Yeah, whatever. So I don't give a but shit. Yeah, just let you know. All but right, most cool. of the people on the team, everyone knows. Yeah. And this is a time where it was mainly Red Hulk on the team, not Green Hulk. Can you? I wasn't reading back then. Uh-huh. And I never have ever been interested in keeping up with the Avengers. Uh-huh. Um, what the fuck is Red Hulk? I don't know what Red Hulk is. You you don't know at all what Red Hulk is? No, I don't know at all. What Red Are you Hulk serious? Is. Yeah. All right. Um, that's General Rose, the one Ross. That's the one who always tries to kill the Hulk. Yeah. He basically wanted to be like the hulk to fight when him. did when did this happen a long ass time ago like this is i want to say before world war hulk or maybe right after so okay yeah no ago. i wasn't so that was like mid. that was like early uh, it was like mid 2000s then yeah early to mid yeah so yeah i think it i think that happened when i stopped reading it was that and then yeah, yeah it, was, it was after World War Hulk because I think it was during oh. Dark Reign when Norman Osborn was in charge. Then I, I was not reading comics. Yeah, it was a great time. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, to make it even funnier, like it was a mystery who the Red Hulk was. And then it's like, well, he grows without a mustache. So you can't figure it out because <laughs> I would have gave it away pretty fast. Yeah. He had a mustache when he that grew. That would have been hilarious. That would have been so funny. But yeah, okay, no, cool. Red Hulk's cool, except his, compared to the Hulk, he overheats. Like literally overheats, oh. like gets hotter. So that's a thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's in control of his body and mind. Like unlike the Hulk, he can control himself. Okay. Yeah. All right. The cool. most part. So then, as they're trying, the Avengers are trying to help Nova. Back kind of repetitive to the zero issue, but not everyone reads the zero issue. I think it was like a free comic book day thing. Probably. Um, Cyclops and Hope are training, 
and he's going a little hard on her. And even Cyclops or even Magneto says, like, of all people, I know when someone's going a little too far. Yeah, like, right. He needs to chill the fuck out with her. And uh, she sparks out some Phoenix energy for some reason. And that kind of makes him go, oh, shit, it's almost time. Because, again, they don't really know what's going to happen when the Phoenix gets there. But they have hope that hope is going to be a part of bringing them back. Like, Phoenix yeah. has rebirth. That's yes. kind of thing. Yeah. They are, uh, um, what's the expression here? They are grasping at fucking straws. Yeah, yeah, because they're almost extinct. So yeah, exactly. Like the level of desperate you have to be to trust the Phoenix Force when you are the X Men. Yeah, is uh, you know, pretty bad. At the same time, uh, Captain America and an Iron Man are talking to the government, saying, "Hey, this thing's coming. We need to get ready for it." And then, as they're talking about it, they're like, "Oh shit, it's already almost here." So we need to get ready. Here's my thing right off the bat. This is where I started feeling like things are out of character. The fact that the Avengers go to the government first before they go to the X-Men or do whatever the fuck they want. Like, when was the last time you read a comic book and they went to the president first? Yeah, it, it was so weird when they were just like, 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 oh my God, you are just making the Avengers the cops. You are literally yeah. making them a branch of the United States government yeah you're this is insane then they say hey we need someone who knows a lot about the phoenix before we approach cyclops wolverine q wolverine's first character in this story um agreeing with avengers that the phoenix force is no good but hey you gotta be ready because cyclops is not gonna let you in there now this is true to the characters they've been during this era where they literally had a bloody fight during schism and schism is a pretty good book it's like only four issues and they they kind of both let out their shit with each other they were they had a lover's fight and then and basically they were like all right we're taking we're doing a divorce we're doing a soft divorce and then the, the children got to choose what side they wanted to go live with yeah and i always liked it that particular run because a particular issue because like they got their shit out they mentioned Gene. Like mm-hmm. Scott's like, hey, you want to fuck my girl for this long? Like, that was never cool. <laughs> like, yeah. they really got their shit out there while being the shit out of each other. Because, of course. So, you kind of have the lingering question of, like, who size Wolverine on? Is he going to just be on the outskirts or actually join in? Cut to the X-Men. They know they're coming. They know the Avengers are coming. There's some good, I mean, again, these are all good writers in this book but it's in a situation where they're forced to write them in a weird way. And this is the beginning of that for me, where you have Cyclops. I feel like Captain America isn't the kind of character who's naive enough to go to a foreign island, knowing the situation of the mutants and say, uh, give me your, your Messiah. Not, it's not even the naivety of it. It's the um, Captain America is a character of empathy. Like he would go to them because he knows what he's asking them is hard. And, and he would go to them to with that. You know what I mean? He would go to them with, I understand what hope means to you, but here's what's at stake. And here's why we're doing that. You know what I mean? Like he would, he would go with that. He wouldn't just be like, 
Hey, psych. Uh, so uh, I'm going to have to go ahead and take that redhead off your hands. Uh, yeah, like, I feel like he would go one-on-one, man-to-man, secret meeting. Let's talk this out first. Yeah, he 100%. Wouldn't... This makes it look like they went in wanting a fight. This he it this shows and it and Cyclops mentions that too. This is like no like basically like no knock fucking warrant nonsense here. Yeah, like he's just fucking showing up and he's like, oh, you disrespected me, so now we have to fight. Well, he immediately like shoots at him the moment the conversation changes. Um, Cyclops. Yeah, and that's when everyone's like, oh, it's fucking on. That's it. It's on. And then a decloaked helicarrier with a bunch of superheroes are like, we're ready to fight. And it's like, well, then you always want this fight. Based off the writing, you're telling me the reader, he always wanted this fight. There's there's two things you're telling you. There's one of two things you're telling me. You're either telling me, A, the Avengers were just really looking forward to beating the fuck out of the X-Men and they wanted to do this. Or B, the Avengers truly think the X-Men are unhinged wild like not like they have a low view of the x-men because they went in thinking oh they can't be they can't be trusted they're a bunch of wild mutants over there you know what i mean like because the obvious answer becomes yeah the phoenix force is dangerous but last time it came here you didn't do shit the time before that you didn't do shit and we always handle it where do you care now the other four five fucking times this thing has been here and I don't remember this issue in particular or the next issue, but one of them is when Cyclops says, like, where the hell were you guys when we were getting extinct? Like, yeah, where have you ever been for us? And yeah, which is totally fair. Because like, that one, I do appreciate that line because it is 1000% true. Like the Avengers. That should have been the crux. The crux. Yeah, yes. so, um, that, that should have been it for this story. That and if in in my hope, they will kind of address that in this upcoming Avengers X-Men Eternal series where like if the Avengers are trying to be on the mutant side I really hope there's this since when you know what I mean like get the fuck out of here with your nonsense so now we have issue two which is very clever called round two where I mean, again, when you have a book that says versus, you do want to see fantasy fights. I totally get that. I think there could have been a better balance in this book of fantasy fights and storytelling, but I get it. And I was doing more detailed um, notes for this book until I got to this point where just a bunch of random fights with a little bit of story. It, but think about what you just said. I was doing detailed notes until this part. That's two issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or or one if you didn't pick up the zero issue. Yeah. Um, it starts off, and again, like I like especially that the mutants kind of already had strategies for this very instance, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Like, hey, for some reason we ever disagreed with the Avengers, we need to be ready. Like, I totally believe Cyclops of all people would have that plan ready. Yes, I do too. So I love that immediately Magneto just fastball specials colossus into the helicarrier that's wild yeah yeah that's pretty fucking smart i like hey let's get colossus versus red hulk why not um i'm just gonna kind of blow over some of these fights the thing and luke cage versus namor in the water 
which to me should automatically mean Namor still wins, but whatever. Yeah. Um, of course, Cyclops and um, and Captain America fighting, which is hard for me because they're like the two of my favorite characters in comics. So that's a third. Yeah. And as I mentioned before, um, Hope's group of new mutants, like that's in this page. That's who she's with. And Pixie, yeah. Pixie kind of like joined the group to be their taxi when they go on adventures. Mm, okay. Yeah. So also we have Storm and Black Panther fighting again. Yeah. I can't tell you exactly. I, I, they already got a divorce or they already split up after Civil War, I believe. So it's been a while. But there's still wounds. And of course, you have Magneto versus Iron Man because immediately you're like, well, that can't go well. Well, at some point, Storm says, this is why we have a marriage counselor. So I think they might actually still be married. At oh, this they're point. still together? All right. Oh, I, was it in this story that they, after what Namor does? Oh, it might be. I might have been this then, maybe. Actually, yeah. Or a repercussion of this. So then we have Wanda and Quicksilver watching this fight and quicksilver is like hey if my dad's involved he's on the wrong side so i'm just gonna run his his casual thing of just running into the battle and punching anyone who's on his dad's side basically he will happily turn on his race so um at the same time hope beats up her own friends her own teammates to run away because she thinks both sides are bad i do i do want to give props to uh Ileana for luring uh, Doctor Strange into her fucking realm so that she was the Sorceress Supreme. Oh, yeah. No, totally a great idea. Was that in this issue? Yeah. Uh, It's right after the battle uh, with Red Hulk and Colossus. Yes. All right. Um, So, yeah, leading Doctor Strange there was really great, especially for what happens in the next issue. Um, And Wolverine goes to basically kill hope he's like there's no way around this she's gonna have to die before phoenix gets here and now we get to wolverine's second character in the second issue um murderer i feel like the wolverine we have now wouldn't immediately go to that the same guy who cherishes and loves people like jubilee and kitty and rogue he sees this little girl that looks like the woman he used to love and goes, nope, got to kill her. Yeah, I don't buy it for a second. No. And, you know, gets treated appropriately by being just burned alive by Hope because she's starting to get Phoenix powers and can fly and or run on water, I guess. Um, in the don't meantime, a whole other group of Avengers are, I think at this time, they're the secret Avengers, I want to say. They look kind of like the cosmic Avengers, but all right. Yeah, the Secret Avengers were um, they were basically the X-Force of the Avengers essentially, but the okay. roster changed a lot back then. Um, they see the Phoenix is coming and they're like, well, it's already not too far from Earth, so we gotta take care of that shit. Cut to issue three, round three. We have Wolverine waking up with no clothes and barely any skin. And he's like, well, I'm on the hunt. I gotta find hope and see what's going on. And we I, I almost awkwardly just see the Avengers and the X-Men just standing around. Yeah, that scene was so weird. Like this book was like I think because so much was happening in these other tie-ins that the main book like th- 
in between issues it's like what the fuck happened last time i saw you guys you were in the middle of like a battle and now you're just standing there chatting on like yeah. you're called a truce and you're both on either side like what when did that happen also again they touch on a really good topic that could have been used in this book and it wasn't this is where iron man is talking to cat being like we're on their island we can't legally do anything also weren't me and you fighting about this a few years ago and you were yeah. on their side and then they just breeze past that don't bring up the fucking character continuity era unless you're gonna keep digging at that yeah like let's have a part where cap is having difficulty doing this because he's like you know what i was on the other side last time like no, it's it, really weird that they bring it up is, and then never expand on it this book is captain america is always right and very pig-headed and won't listen to anybody and that is not at all captain america at all and especially the fact that iron man's the voice of reason in that sense of just like we legally can't really do anything right now and even you he's like i can't why the believe fuck were you fighting <laughs> yeah so then as you mentioned before uh they realize that's not really dr strange carrying iliana it is iliana herself that changed them, but I think it's because Wolverine smelled her. Yeah, right? he, he was able to like be like, "Hey, that's not Ilya. That's not Doctor Strange. Yeah. That smells like magic." So they get away. Um, they being the X Men. Yeah, sorry, the X Men get away while Hope is trying to figure shit out. Basically, she gets some new tech and she's on the run. In the meantime, Wolverine is asking Rachel who in that book series was the one who ran Cerebro about any clues. Surprise, surprise. Rachel's actually on Cyclops' side with this issue. Boom. The right side. Because my, my girl knows what side is good. Um, This might sound weird, but like we have a panel with the Avengers kind of getting ready to go to different locations that Rachel said Hope might be in. Like the Savage Land and the Arctic Place and a whole bunch of shit. But what's odd to me is like some of the characters like changed their costume like literally changed the kind of costume they had in the last issue yeah and i was like that's weird i don't know it's, it, like when i see black panther i'm like that's a totally different costume than what he was wearing it's this the continuity is all over the fucking place here man so now they're on their way to these places cap is like hey wolverine let's have a little talk you were gonna kill that child right and he's like yeah and he's like well you can't do that and he's like Oh, I'm gonna do it. He's like, well, I brought you here so we can fight. And I did like this little fight because it kind of showed once again that like Wolverine's the kind of guy who's ready to fight this fight if he has to. Yeah. Like the, the moment that he went right away for Cap's hand that holds the straps to break the straps of the shield, I'm like, that's a really smart first move. Yep. Break his grip on his own shield so he can't use it. Yeah, that makes perfect fucking sense. You've thought about this fight before, haven't you? <laughs> like, yeah. he Wolverine's definitely the kind of guy who, like, when he meets somebody, he thinks, "How can I kill them?" Yeah, <laughs> let me size him up a little bit. And like in general, Cap was kind of losing the fight, and then Giant Man and Hank Pym comes and just kicks him out the fucking plane. But when he says like, "Now, Sharon," that tells me again, this version of Cap knew what was happening with Wolverine, and instead of talking to him about it before they left, 
he makes this whole elaborate plan to kick him off the plane in the middle yes. of nowhere. That is what that's that is. How, that's how I read it, too. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this was your whole your whole thing. The entire time was you whispered up the share and you're like, listen, when I get him near the hatch, I'll shout now and you open it up and we'll drop him in the middle of the fucking <laughs> Antarctica or some bullshit. Like, yeah. I'm like, what? That's not Captain America. Like. If anything, Captain America is not the person who wants to instigate a fight. And also, if he's going to fight Wolverine, I feel like he'd have a better plan. Like one of the best fighters in this whole universe. I think he'd have a better plan. <laughs> yeah. Captain America wouldn't be leaving that as bloody as he did. If, uh, in, in reality, in like in the normal context of Captain like, America. Give me a tie in book of him talking to Sharon being like, all right, here's the plan. Right. Well, if he gives me the wrong answer, I'm gonna fight him. Sharon goes, "Are you sure about that? That's fucking Wolverine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His bones are made of the same thing your shield is. <laughs> so, like, that's neutralized. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So that's the end of issue three. Issue four. I do like this image of Wolverine just like lugging around a polar bear that he tied to his body. And just thinks he like, yeah, but is finding like dropped cans of beer and following them like a fucking idiot. And yeah. also, but also all of a sudden can't smell anything. Yeah. And then sees hope and hope is like, hey, listen, you know about this Phoenix shit. You're not going to kill me for multiple reasons. You can't too much power. And also she's next to Wolverine. So she has healing power. So I kind yes. of put the flaw in his mm -hmm. if he's the one doing the killing, yeah. she has healing power right now. Yep. So no. In the meantime, we're back in space. The Avengers that are trying is, to fight. Go ahead. Unless he like kills her real quick before she can even use her. <laughs> it depends how instinctual her powers are. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a good oh shit. Very good point. Right. <laughs> what if he like just is, is, goes for her head? And like she immediately grows, cuts her head off, <laughs> and like she grows a new one though, because it like her body was like that ahead of it. <laughs> well, I mean, Wolverine, we've seen him heal from a cell, yeah. So, yeah, meantime, so in space, stupid. yeah, it is in space. We have this side group of Avengers trying to fight the Phoenix, and they have got the shit beat out of them. We don't really see how, but they're floating in space, knocked out. How's an android get knocked out? I don't know. Who knows? They unplugged them. Um, the batteries are loose from the Ooh. spring. Especially like they open the back of Vision. It's like it's AAA batteries. I did not fucking does, think that. Does anyone have it? I, I never had. Those are the ones I never have. Never have shit. I think he's does, done. Does our does our remote have AAA? Maybe the remote has AAA. Let's go see. <sighs> so now we have. Emma controlling Toad to use Cerebro. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I know. Which I'm was... like, it can't work. I know it's a it's a fucking comic book, but it can't work like that. Like Toad should be dead, right? <laughs> like his brain should be fried. But maybe there's so little in his brain that like she's the only thing occupying it right now. <laughs> that, that makes sense actually. So they're trying to figure out where everyone is, and we cut to a bunch of different fights happening across the globe. Um, too many fights to really name just a bunch of random characters fighting random characters all over the place and again solid art like cool stuff you it's very much as a kid when you have your toys like 
what I would do. Yeah, let's have Psylocke and Hawkeye fight Angel. Let's have Doctor Strange fight Magneto. The problem is these are all very hollow fights. I mean, you don't have the context because all these fights, like I mentioned before, happen in a versus book. Like these are the things that versus book was based off of. Yeah. And you get the context there. But I'm like, well, I have no reason for this fight. We have Gambit fighting Cap. Sure, you know. Yeah, that's going to go well. Like, it's cool to see, but, like, what does it mean? In the meantime, we have Hope and Wolverine um, trying to steal an AIM rocket so they can meet the Phoenix Force Mm head-on. Again, sure, I guess. And now everyone decides it's time to go to the moon. We can all meet the Phoenix there and figure it out from there. And now the two teams are about to fight on the moon, and the Phoenix is creeping up above them. And that is the end of issue four. Well, here's here was my takeaway though, because it it's hope. It, it, again, the story is barely holds together, but I think there's a little bit more context. So, like, hope and Wolverine go to the blue side of the moon. Also, that's that's the side where Jean Grey, as like the Phoenix Force, was killed by, uh, like, way back in the Dark Phoenix saga. Um, but they go there to meet the phoenix before she gets to earth um but the thing is she wants to do it there because if she can't control it wolverine can kill her before she can before it still gets to earth and does whatever yeah and still it, a dumb but, plan still dumb plan but then it's the avengers who are like she's on the moon let's get to the moon instantly <laughs> like what how did they get there so fast yeah without telepathic people yeah so now we have both sides of the moon about to have another big, you know, group fight. Hope doesn't know what to do. She feels the energy. She's losing control. Whole body's wait, lighting up. Wait, wait, I think actually Wolverine told the Avengers he, they were coming. Was it that? The, yeah, I think it's the X-Men who just show up real quick. <laughs> they have magic, literally. That's Oh, yeah. That probably is what they did, honestly. Um, so right, now sorry. everyone's fighting. Hope is losing her mind. She can't control all this power. And this is more Wolverine, where like he's saying, like, kid, you can do it. Like he's just trying to not have to do what he thinks is gonna have to happen. Um, and then he's about to kill her. And Cyclops actually stops Wolverine, blasting him away. In the meantime, Tony Stark thinks he made the ultimate suit that can kill the Phoenix Force. This is one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, blow it up. But also, uh, let's make a fucking like mech fucking Gundam suit yeah. to go fight the fucking like Power Ranger styles. Fight the cosmic fucking, energy. Yeah, like what the fuck? Well, what I love is I wish there was a panel where he's like, "All right, guys, I got an idea," and someone goes, "Is it a suit?" I would, <laughs> I would fucking love for somebody to do that in a. And when Tony's like, "So I had an idea," and we're like, "Just stop!" If if I swear to God, if the next words out of your mouth are, "I invented a suit." You're off the fucking team. (laughs) Listen, listen. It's a giant cannon, okay? In a giant suit, motherfucker. God (laughs) damn it. So we have all these fights happening at the same time. The Phoenix is now there. It's on the moon. It's right above everyone. Everyone's in shock, not knowing what to do. We even cut to Legion and Xavier yelling in pain. Um, We have Wanda feeling it. And then we have the, uh, sorry, we have the actual Phoenix Force hit them. 
and then Iron Man blows it away. Huge giant explosion. It looks like cracked glass from the Phoenix. I don't know if that's that's supposed to look Mm -hmm. like that, but it kind of looks like cracked glass. Yeah. And they don't know what happened. Everyone's bleeding and half dead. And then they look up and see the Phoenix five because they interfered. The power was split into five. And now Cyclops, Namor, Emma, Magic and Colossus all have the Phoenix force power and hair for Colossus. Sure. um, Inside them. Correct. Yeah. Because he was bald before. And they basically fly off and say it. Don't even try to fuck with us right now because we are legit gods. Deuces. And they go back to Earth and that's how we end going to issue six. Yep. And that's where we will pause for now. Um, In this first half of the event, I remember getting to this point and being like, holy shit, like that's a legit shock. I would never have thought it's going to split up and enter five members. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. That was cool. That was cool. cool. There are cool elements within the story. Oh, yeah. There are definitely elements throughout this whole book that I like. Elements. It's it's something you would call there's there's potential here. And I think that's what makes me so mad is that like there's a lot of potential in this goddamn series. It asks, like I said, ask good questions that they never expand on, so they become meaningless questions. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point of hitting these points if you're never gonna address it? You know. So yeah. when we get to this point of the Phoenix Five, I remember the internet was fucking losing their mind. A lot of headlines were like Cyclops is now the Phoenix and stuff like mm-hmm. that. There's a lot yeah. of that happening. But it's like, no, the Phoenix Five, like, and the stuff they do in this book and in some of the X-Men tie-in books are huge. And we'll get to why I hated it that second half, but sticking with the first half as we've been covering is the fight. And people had this complaint with the first civil war. I don't fully agree with that on the first civil war, the second civil war, hundred percent that the characters don't act like themselves. We've covered how Captain America and Wolverine, especially don't act like themselves. I feel like the mutants do, but only in the sense of like they're just defending themselves but they're still in this entire book just portrayed as the bad guy and any major book portraying the um the marginalized group yeah as the bad guy through and through yeah there's a a a big pro nazi overtone it does and i am i like to think i'm not the first person to call out you know like oh it's army propaganda or copperganda or whatever crap like but this does have a weird tinge of like better trust the authority they know what's best yeah because these dirty mutants didn't trust the authority look what happened and then like it escalates so fucking much more near the end of the book to work yeah they are the bad guy because you're writing it that way yeah you are like you went out of your way to make them the bad guy yeah, like making character choices. Like if you, when we get to talking about people who aren't in character, that's the whole half of this book. Yeah, it's insane. But with the first half, I remember at the time reading it. You know, month, week to week or month to month, I just say. Like I was really invested because I want to know where it gets to. But I remember at the end, as the age I was then, like I felt let down by like the end result. So now rereading it fully, like I've, I read, I reread this a few years after it came out, probably when I got this trade and True. then rereading it now, I'm like, this is like frustrating. It's frustrating to yeah. read. 
I, I, yeah, when I first read this book, I thought it was okay. I'm like, whatever, it's fine. Now, having done a reread, I truly, I dislike it. Like, I actively dislike this book. Like, yeah, it offends me. Like, it actually is making me want to go back and read some of this era stuff and think, re kind of reread it and reassess it. But honestly, probably will be just as good as it was before. But this particular one, as we stated, has like 25 different fucking writers. Yeah. And nothing feels right. It's it's a fucking, it's a jigsaw puzzle of goddamn plots. It's fucking insane. Yeah. So we have a lot to get to in the second half of this book, and we can't wait. Because we have some stuff to get off our chest, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Where the Cyclops was right meme comes from, basically. Yeah, I'm, I might have to. Yeah, right. 100% there. But yeah, I might have to uh, kind of reread it again because it's been a minute since I've read that last half. But there you go. So until then, guys, Josh, where can they find you on the interweb of sentient uh, robotic life? Oh, my God. So if we if you're listening to this and we haven't been taken over by the machines yet um you can go uh you can go on twitter i'm at experience librarian with an x my friend my lover where can they find you that's what i'll say yes to you can find me at madman 3005 that's it that's it yeah no other place that's it all right that's why i put it where it says address i put madman at madman 3005 of course okay Boom. Do that. Happy Works right for the happen. bank. It'll work for all of you. Yeah. <laughs> Till then, guys, we will see you next time.